la 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 screen peeking bop 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 Hey everyone, welcome to Screen Peeking. My name is Nick and this is a monthly podcast where my cousin Ziggy and I get together to talk about video games and anything video game related. Uh, today is uh, our Deathloop review and uh, we're obviously going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened yesterday for us as well. And um, yeah, it's uh, going to be a fun show. So Zig, how have you been doing and what have you been playing th- uh, this last month? I was doing pretty good this month, uh, and then yesterday happened, and I was faced with the prospect of um, the terrifying prospect of Chris Pratt uh, as Mario wearing the overalls, uh, <laughs> jumping through pipes. Um, I I just need to get this out of my system before we talk about literally anything else, because fucking I like so I did direct yesterday in case you somehow missed it uh the illumination mario movie uh miyamoto announced a cast for it which is chris pratt as mario oh i forget who plays peach uh it's what's her name from queen's gambit plays peach um mm-hmm. and then you got charlie day as luigi uh jack black as bowser <laughs> keegan michael key as toad <laughs> and uh and fucking seth rogan as donkey kong it's awesome just, i can't say it without laughing it's so like it it just sounds like 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 if someone's making a joke about like oh wouldn't it be funny if this was the cast of mario like chris Fox mm-hmm, playing mario mm-hmm. that'd be hilarious but it's fucking yeah. real i don't it's, understand it it's unreal. It's it's that thing where it would yeah almost almost any of these roles you would throw it as a joke and just like they'll they won't <laughs> do it and then it, everyone somehow keeps forgetting they're Nintendo and they'll do the weirdest shit <laughs> that no one expects yeah. and they'll go yeah yeah we're doing this because they're cool. <laughs> he is so cool. Yeah, there there's yeah. like an iconic line for every single casting pick. That that's like fucking. I was saying this before the show. That's like top five Nintendo Direct moments. Like it's up mm-hmm, there with mm-hmm. like my body is ready and like Reggie killing a man with a fireball and shit like that. It's like this is iconic. Um, Absolutely. Fi- and there's there's something too about just the fact that just just the way it's presented. Where it's like here's the cast, and then I kind of like got ready to like tune my brain off for a bit. And then just like a black and white image of Chris just... Pratt, like stoically looking into the camera <laughs> yeah. with the label of Chris Pratt, and then in quotes, Mario. <laughs> it would have been great if they just had like a little cartoon Mario stash in front of oh his my nose. God. <laughs> like with 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 just Chris Pratt alone, is like, is he just gonna sound like himself, or is he gonna be is he gonna be doing like an Italian accent? I, I don't know which one's worse. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if you'll like bring his own voice to it or no, I, I don't know like, but i definitely want to see a live Mar- action Mario version of this movie now <laughs> i know like mario has such a distinct feel even in the live action versions he's had like in the super mario bros superstar show where he was mm-hmm. still like very italian very plumber but then that's just not chris pratt it's yeah. so weird and, and the thing is like chris pratt is just scratching the surface like fucking keegan michael key as toad like the toad talking at all is bizarre. Like I cannot envision yeah. it in my head. But fucking <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, it just—it's so weird. In like a stoner Donkey Kong, I. I, just, I <laughs> that works. And the fact that they specifically say also like Mario will talk a lot in this movie is just really ominous to me. That's. 
It's yeah. so weird. It's surreal. I fucking hate it. But I love it. Like I yeah, yeah. could not express my disinterest in this movie more. Oh shit, just dropped my Hot Wheels. Um I could not have expressed my disinterest in this movie more before yesterday, but like after seeing that, I'm fuck, I'm seeing this movie like day one, man. I I need to see what this is like. <laughs> I'm so Absolutely. curious. Or like, even just a trailer. I need to see a trailer for this movie stat. It's yeah, like, we gotta get. A, I, I gotta I'm get a, like a temperature check on it. Like, what is this movie gonna be like? You need it. All yeah. we have is based off of other stuff we can imagine. But like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, it like it reminds me of. I don't know if you remember, but when the when the Sonic movie got uh, announced, well, first of all, hearing that there's a live action Sonic movie, you're like, that's weird. How is that gonna work? And then when there's like that very first teaser where it's just like the ring, and then we saw Sonic's like gross photorealistic leg. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like just as like like a silhouette. And we we're like, Yeah, wasn't his face kind of blocked fuck? or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, you like you we didn't see the like the full horror of like the meow scene and the whole like that first like <laughs> yeah. real trailer where it like really mm-hmm. descended into madness. But that first like, what the fuck is this? I hate it. Is is totally what I'm feeling right now. It's what a fucking weird time for game movies. It's so yeah, weird. I'm I'm excited. I also uh, like if I'm you start so thinking excited. about you know the merchandise and like you're gonna get this like oh action figure Bowser that's gonna have Jack Black's voice <laughs> going rar <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm gonna get you Mario. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, that that's Jack Black's uh, Bowser is the one pick in there that yeah. I'm kind of like yeah. You know what? Like, if if I was like doing a serious pick of voice actors for Mario, Jack Black would be like, yeah, that that makes sense. He, I feel like he could do that. Charlie Day as yep. Luigi, like, almost makes sense. It, it it makes sense in this like bizarro Mario realm that they've created here. Like hearing, hearing Charlie Day as Luigi is like, yeah, of course. Um, I don't I don't know, man. It's fucking. It's so weird. I was I was wild. laughing during that bit. Mm-hmm. I like immediately had to text everyone i know like fucking did you hear same this? yeah 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 i messaged my brother my friend i ran out and told taylor i was like you gotta hear okay you gotta see this and i show her and of course she's just like okay i don't know who half those people are I'm like okay never mind <laughs> i like but. i texted my friend aaron about it and he just uh, replied in all caps he said i don't know what the fuck to do and i think that perfectly sums up my feelings as well i just i don't know what to do this information it's it's insane. yeah anyways let's talk about actual video games and not chris pratt um so I I've been playing uh I've been playing not a ton of games but I've been playing a couple a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll kind of start with the ones I only briefly played. Um, I was playing Mini Motorways a bit, which is an Apple Arcade game where you like uh sort of design roads to connect different buildings, kind of like city planning, but okay. more tr- more snappy. It's like rounds are maybe ten to twenty minutes and then it ends, and basically just when traffic gets too fucked up and people can't get to businesses you lose and you can start over and stuff like that it's fun and so i was playing it on my phone okay and then i ended up actually buying it on steam because i discovered it's a really good game to play if i'm just sort of like if i'm like vaguely doing something but i want to kind of keep my mind kind of busy in the background it's really good for that because it's it's really low-key and it doesn't like you don't have to be paying attention to it the whole time which I like. So sometimes I'll be like in a call with someone um, and I get bored really easily. So I'll just kind of be doing that on the side. But yeah, that's been, that's been fun. Um, are you doing that now? 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I actually do need to use my brain for this podcast. But like, uh, I <laughs> I have a D and D group we play each weekend, and we've been doing it online recently because COVID is pretty bad here in Oregon. Um, and with that, a lot of the time, like I cannot just sit at my desk and do that for that long. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that, and it's been fun. Um, uh, and then I also played the demo for Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, which is a horrible really? video game. Um, but uh, So that was announced at the Direct yesterday, and it is Yoko Taro's new video game, which is fucking awesome. I did not expect that. Like, I was watching the trailer. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, he is like one of my favorite directors. He made Nier. He made Dragon Guard. Um, I respect the guy a lot. I will basically play whatever he makes. Um, That's why I was falling and, yeah, asleep. I was, yeah (laughs) Um, but i was watching it and because it does not look like his style of game it's like sort of a Mm. card based rpg not my kind of game either and i was watching and i was like yeah whatever like i probably won't play this but and i was like kind of listening like this music kind of sounds like near music i like it and then sure enough it is keishi okabe like the composer for all the near games Mm. and dragon guard games um and i was like i'm like those character designs kind of look like near too it's like, oh, wouldn't that be weird if this was Yoko Taro's new game? Like, that'd be so strange. You're like, from the minds of Nier, Yoko Taro, like, fucking what? And gotcha. So, yeah, it comes out in a month, I think, um, which is crazy. Uh, and the demo is out now. So I, pl- I played through the demo, like, that day. So I'm super excited for this. And despite it, yeah, like I said, it wouldn't normally be something that I'd play um but i I really really like what i've played so far it's Hmm. i would say from what i've played if you are expecting to go into this and it's going to be another near automata another you know something of that scale with that level of like really really intense storytelling and stuff i would say probably temper your expectations back a little bit um because from what I've played, and granted, I mean, Yokotaro's whole thing is subversion, so I feel like this will not be like this the entire way through, but from what I played in the demo, it is a very well-written and unique from a mechanical perspective JRPG with a very JRPG story so far in a very JRPG setting, um, and none of that is bad. Like, I don't think his games need to be some you know crazy complicated ass lore i especially don't think that they need to tie into near and drakengard which i think a lot of people would feel differently about um gotcha. but I, i'm excited to see him do something that seems like it's in a totally different world um it seems very different from his other games in that it doesn't have that same just sort of like melancholy right from the start that those games have it it seems more like a jrpg and i'm super super down with that but um I don't know. I, I hope people aren't too hard on him for for going this way of seemingly making just like a more traditional game. Because I, I have a feeling some people might be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Which, whichever way it comes out, I'll still play it. I, I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot. It's also like 30 bucks. It's a lot lower budget than his other games, but I also don't think that's a bad thing. It, it, it feels like an indie RPG. Yeah, that's game. awesome. Like, a, like an indie RPG. Um, I, liked, I liked the demo a lot. Uh, except for what comes next and then um i also played a whole lot of no man's sky i randomly i was telling you about this i i randomly got <laughs> yeah. really into that game again um just it's just a good like chill out podcast game it's kind of like okay like it, it yeah it's a similar thing for me as like minecraft where i can like play with friends and stuff like that 
Um, but I've just played Minecraft too much, so a lot of the things in it just, like, I don't know, I've, I've played it through so many times, nothing really surprises me. But having a game with a similar feel, where it is constantly surprising me and I'm constantly doing new things, just, it's very fun and fresh. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I played a bit of Quantum League, which I did make an episode of the Vertical Slice on, which will probably be out by the time this episode comes out, so you can check that out. Um, and then uh, just Deathloop, which we will talk about in a bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a lot. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot, a lot of games that I haven't even heard of or <laughs> uh, like Voice of Cards, one that I wasn't interested in. But it's cool because I didn't recognize the names of the people making the game. So like mm, you explaining, yeah. oh, Nier and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. But like, obviously that doesn't pull me in. But it is cool because I didn't know that. And I like having information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and now when you like talked about the art style and stuff like that on the cards, I'm like, oh yeah, I see that actually with a lot of the, mm-hmm. like the artwork from Nier. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been playing a bunch of games this week. I've been playing uh, Dark Souls uh, on stream um, other than this last week because I took a bit of a break so I could play Deathloop because I really wanted to dive into that game and really have a good review for this for this episode. Um, I've been playing Dark Souls on stream for the, and just going through that game before I get to 2 and 3 and all them heading up to Elden Ring coming out. Um, I guess since last recording, I completed Death's Door, but I feel like I must have done that before the last time we played or talked. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I didn't. Um, I have it written down as completed Death's Door, so maybe I didn't complete it before. Um, <laughs> I dove back into Skyrim for a little bit, and that was a that was a nice little <laughs> journey. Um, I never played without mods, uh, other than like way back when it first came out. So I was just like downloaded on the Series X, and I was like, I'm just gonna play some like OG Skyrim, get some achievements, and just play around. Um, so I did that for a bit, and that was fun. Um, but uh, I actually jumped back into Astro's Playroom on the PS5. Uh, I was like, you know what, I. I'm close to all the trophies on this game. I'm just going to complete it. That way I could just be like, okay, good. It's a little tiny game that I really enjoyed and I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm so close to like 100% being done with it. So I was like, I just want to finish that off. So I went and did that. And that was actually, that was kind of cool. One of the trophies were a like, I think you had to get like under seven minutes total on eight different levels of like a speed challenge to like get through certain things so it's like you have to be under a minute around 50 seconds or so on each one and um (laughs) it it wasn't as hard as i thought it was gonna be it was the first try for each level and then it popped so i was like okay there we go um good yeah yeah the one i was worried that i was gonna get stuck on is one where you have to like scroll on the touchpad to make the ball roll and you have to like go across mm. all these like zigzagging platforms, think like super monkey ball almost without, but they don't have no bumpers or no edges. And you're like flying around and you're like swiping on this touchpad with your pointer finger. And it's just kind of hard to like slow down, like go backtrack and like try to get around a corner and stuff when you're doing that. I messed yeah. that one up a lot. That one I had a lot of tough time with, but the first time I actually completed it was the only time I had to complete it. So that was nice. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I've just been playing some Neo, actually, playing online with my brother, just uh, trying oh, nice. to play with Jesse, and like he he's super into Neo too. So I was like, hey, well, let's play the first one because we both have the first one on Epic Game Store for free. I think it was one of the mm-hmm. games that at one point. So we're like, let's just play that together, give it a shot. And man, that game's rough. <laughs> that's hard. That's a hard game, um, <laughs> but it's a good time. Have you played Neo before? Yeah, yeah, I I did. I have it on the PS4. 
just the mm. OG version without any DLC or anything. Um, and I got it. I don't know. Like it's not like insanely hard to get past level 100 as your character. But I got to like level 40, so it's like mm. a chunk mm. of the game. But I honestly don't play it enough or know enough about it to know whether that's like early game or still or mid game or what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, of course, Deathloop. So maybe we should just start talking about Deathloop. Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, where do we want to? Where do we want to start off with this? Um, I'll start off by saying uh, I am ten hours in, so I haven't beat it, but I feel like I'm a pretty good chunk. Um, yeah, and I I really like it so far. I think um, I don't know. I I don't necessarily know if I I'm great enough to beat it. I like I wouldn't say it's it like a game of the year candidate for me, but I still mm. think it's a really really solid like eight or nine out of ten i think that like the only reason it's not in like my top five like in the year short list is yeah because this year has been fucking batshit insane in terms of like <laughs> <laughs> like favorite games of all time for me yeah um so but but yeah i i really really liked it um not liked i am liking it i will probably finish it i have not slowed down playing it and then the last couple of days when i haven't been able to um mm -hmm. but yeah it's quite good um so you have, or yeah, I guess base level. What do you think of it? For me, I love this game. I uh, I did platinum it. I completely beat it. I've did a full loop, killing all eight people a second time for fun, just to like try a different ending. And uh, yeah, like I've done everything in that game, uninstalled it, and I'm like, I'm done with you for now. <laughs> I'll come back if there's <laughs> DLC. I, uh, I I played it like every evening and every moment I had over the last week and a bit. So um, nice. that's. I've loved the game a lot. I don't know where it would, if it would even make my top 50 or where it would land in total. I don't like it more than Dishonored 2, but I really like this game this year, and it's definitely currently my my game of the year for this year. Um, so that's nice. kind of like, take that as it is. Like I It's my favorite game I've played this year, and um, we'll see how that stands after Halo and a, a couple other things come out. But yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we don't have to talk about anything like all these in categories. I just wanted to kind of talk about everything and just kind of make sure we had like something to talk about for like we were, I was, you know, wanting to discuss a few things like the gameplay loop and visual style and whatnot. And so I, I definitely think we can just kind of talk about anything and everything all at once, but just wanted to make mm -hmm. sure we kind of thought about all those things. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. So I, the biggest thing for me, I think that's actually been really driving me with it is the story and the characters especially there's just so much charm in this game like right off the bat colt is so likable and juliana too is also as somebody who's you know kind of a psychopath is also mm -hmm. just extremely likable and like the chemistry between the two is really good i i have a hard time yeah. thinking of characters with better chemistry in, in recent memory in games where like their voice acting is just so good and they bounce off each other so well um i don't know and they both just feel like such unique protagonists too where like colt as being kind of like the video game tough guy protagonist but also and it's mm -hmm. just just even like small things like when you blow yourself up instead of doing sort of like a sound effect like it just does like kind of like a high-pitched yelp which i really enjoy <laughs> like it just right. little things like that that kind of humanize it where he is like this badass you know super killer guy take down a shit ton of dudes without dying um but 
also is just so like grounded and in the beginning like the way he's just sort of like disoriented and like mumbling about and shit it's just it makes him feel a lot more like a real person and like a really really likable real person at that i don't know mm-hmm. i i think just the the writing and the voice acting is just really really fucking top notch with this yeah i absolutely feel that i mean um when i when you play as a character like as cole uh and you're just going through and you have your different like every time you start a level or restart a loop basically every time you start Mm. one of the four districts in this game uh usually you have like a bit of like back and forth between juliana and colt and i think that is like Mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite parts i'm like okay new level let's see what they're gonna say what's gonna happen and sometimes it's like an actual breadcrumb of like oh i think i'm kind of getting a bit more of what's happening here and i or i kind of know a bit more about juliana or i'm learning a little bit more about cole okay they didn't quite give it to me but i think i'm understanding what they're putting down here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they like like drop little pieces of yeah like backstory between them or something because juliana knows a whole lot more than you do throughout the whole game Mm -hmm. which i really really like where she tells you bits of things but also is kind of holding back and like very obviously fucking with you with different stuff and they they have that great dynamic too where you can tell like i don't don't even think if she directly says it but it's very you know heavily stated that they dated at one point something happened and she fucking hates you with just like a fiery passion which is such a cool setup where she, you know, hates you and will gladly kill you and fuck with you for, like, basically infinity. Um, and then trying to figure out, like, yeah, in those conversations, why she hates you so much. Like, what you did. Because you have no memory of any of that. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it sets up a really cool dynamic. It does. And uh, I, I, you definitely have to finish the game, though, just to even get that that those answers, right? Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it. Um, I, I, I found that to be quite a twist and quite shocking um but i i did have a good time with it i found the story ended a little too abruptly and didn't feel that satisfying i found this like Mm. just overall like arcing like what is going on with this world that kind of thing i i found it to be like by the time you get to the end you do understand it like it doesn't i don't think it leaves much off the table where you're like, oh, well, I wish they answered this or anything like that. It's just kind of, I think I felt like I knew most of the answers by the time it ended. And so then there wasn't really anything else to go over once it ended. And then for me and my ending, it didn't really give a, or at least unless I misunderstood something, it, for my ending, it did not seem like there was a reason for to like, because you can keep playing the game and you're like, well, why am I still doing these loops? Like, I don't, this doesn't make sense for my ending. Like, it doesn't make sense at yeah, all. I don't know yeah. why this is happening. I kind of like it in like, say, um, like a roguelike or whatever. Like, there's usually reasons why things will continue. Even Hades, like, there's like a reason why you are still, even after you beat the game and you get to, um, uh, to, uh, what's the character you play as in Hades? Uh, I forget his name. Anyways, when you get to his mom, yeah, yeah, when you get to his mom, though, uh, that's like beating the game but then you like there's a story reason why you keep playing through and i kind of liked that a lot mm. so i i think that that would have been really useful to have in this game yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah i i also definitely want to talk about the art because this game looks mm-hmm. just jaw dropping like it it is so so good looking um kind of in a way that i personally wish a more triple a games would lean into where it is 
that perfect line between stylized and realism where I definitely still like the char character models look like real people. The environments look very, very real and good, but <laughs> it has such a cartoon flair to it that I really like where just like the animations and the colors and everything um, and the kind of lack of detail that some things have um, really brings it together. And it just, it just, all the environments are so charismatic. Yeah, the uh, the specifically up up dam, I really really like um, mm -hmm. in the city and like getting to um, with how much I've played, I should know all these characters' names by now. But uh, the dude who's like uh, Alexis, who's like have uh, has his party going oh, on, yeah. and it's all like um, alpha male and <laughs> alpha wolf, I mean, and all that stuff. And his uh, what was it? His username on one of the computers is like alpha wolf sixty nine or something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah. you just get a vibe of like what the characters like, and then like the the but the decorations, the way like all the big masks and like the colorful like big red like wolf head mm. up on the wall, it just looks super super cool. And uh, I know you can't see Zig right now, but I'm I have gameplay right now of um uh. Carl's Bay, I think it's called, um, where there's like a couple of um, places for like planes to be worked on, and and it's kind of like down by the water and stuff, and so I'm kind of like just showing that in the background right now, just playing through that, I'm getting invaded by Juliana, and uh, a few other things. But yeah, the the environments do feel very different, and that's something I really really appreciated. That you have your four districts, right? You have Updam, you have um, Carl's Bay, you have two other ones that i can't remember and i should have written Fristad down in the complex right the complex yeah and yeah I, the complex one is one that like stuck in my head i should have remembered that one anyways the <laughs> very very distinct though very different and of course mm -hmm. four times a day for those who don't know there are four times a day there's morning noon afternoon and evening i believe and uh basically it's just um each of those areas are different but mostly the same like you kind of know how to get from a to b but there might be a new open window or uh, some new enemies in a different location now um obviously it's a different lighting and uh you might you, you'll see the party or the the day progressing in terms of like there's more graffiti on the walls now and uh certain characters aren't where they used to be and i think that that's fun because i know the first time i experienced it for me it was being on a wall seeing a couple guys with pickaxes and they're hitting this wall, and I'm just sitting there watching them, and they're talking, and then they're talking about how, like, they really want to get through this wall because they want to get to something, and then you get a little note on the bottom of your screen saying, like, hey, you should come back later, they're digging a hole, and, like, there's probably something worth checking out in there. Um, and so then later in the day, going back and checking out that spot and just seeing it's kind of like a shortcut to a different thing. I didn't really find any, like, <laughs> items, like, worth grabbing but i thought it was cool and i was like oh that's neat and then of course there's another level where you have um the tide and the tide will go up and down based on the time of day and i think that was really cool as well yeah yeah i think um i do like the progression of the world i think they do a good job with that um personally i think I, I, I thought that the, the time loop mechanic in the game personally was a bit underutilized where like I was trying to think of like if this game didn't have a time loop in it, if the game was just you're going through missions or whatever, narratively mm -hmm. obviously be totally different, but mechanically I actually don't know how different it would be um, because 
and I think a lot of it is just the mission structure where it has fairly traditional missions, I would say, in just they're called leads where yeah. you go through, it gives you a waypoint. You go to the waypoint, you do something, you go to the next waypoint. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's totally fine. Um, but I think in the context of the time loop, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't find, I didn't find myself particularly limited by the loop ever. And I definitely didn't, feel myself i mean with the exception of the obvious like you know you need to utilize the four different time periods to do the right thing but because Mm -hmm. there is zero timer with any of those like the loop itself doesn't actually feel like a threat it's more just a mechanic in the puzzle i guess which is probably what they're going for um yeah yeah i don't think it's they're going for the zelda majority's mask (laughs) impending doom yeah effect yeah um but but i don't know i guess and I don't, I don't know if I necessarily need it to be, yeah, like Majora's Mask with a timer, but I just personally, when I was like, as I'm playing the game, I just feel like the time loop could have been used better mechanically. I think where it is used really well, I think the time loop for me fixes a lot of issues that I've had with previous arcane games in terms of just my personal enjoyment, where uh, a lot of immersive sims generally have this air of, I really feel like I don't want to fuck up because if I do fuck up and if, if I feel like I'm playing the wrong way, I feel like that's going to really screw me over later. Um, mm-hmm. Where, you know, in like both Dishonored games, they have some sort of penalty for killing people, which I don't know. Like if I mess up and I start killing people, like, I don't know. I, it, it, it it was always annoying to me to have that issue here. But with Deathloop, where it is the time loop and you have all the freedom of the time loops, so you can kill as many people as you want. It doesn't matter. They're going to be alive the next day. Um, yeah. That like I thought that was really freeing and did allow for more of what Arcane is known for with experimentation and really actually just trying different things, not just stealthing it the whole way through because that is the best strategy. Like I, if something mm-hmm. went bad and I had to blast my way through a situation, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Now I know what happened this time. Next time I go through, I'm going to try something different and I want to see how that works. Even though I made it through just fine last time I went through, I'm like, I feel like that could have been cooler. That could have been... Like I, you know, I yeah. lost a life there. I could totally go through that in a more efficient way, and I that that is the piece of time that I think worked really well for me. Yeah, um, and yeah, just like so, kind of like because of what you're talking about, I was, I was really having a lot of fun, just making mental notes, and of course, the game helps you out a ton with like all the little things, mm-hmm. all the things yeah. you learn. The game keeps track of it all. So for those who are like worried about like, oh, what if I found this code and and I don't remember what the numbers were? The game keeps track of that, just like it does in Dishonored. Um, but something that like I was thinking when I was playing, um, kind of along the lines of what you were talking about, is like I wish there was a penalty for killing people, and I wish there was a little bit more reason to be stealthy if you wanted to be. But like, I understand where they're going, and I think it's cool that it's more action focused, but. Some areas like Alexis's party um, in Updam, like that thing, that place. Did you like try shooting people or go into there yet, or like do anything there? That place oh. is yeah, yeah. I've I've killed Alexis. There's so many that people, is, right? That place is you. I I tried going there guns blazing once, I think, and I accidentally yeah. did it a second time, and yeah, you just get bodied by people there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. He's one of the, I think the first one that I, that I got and it was lucky that I shot the person. I wasn't even like, I was just trying to kill somebody and I ended up being him. And I was like, oh damn, that's sweet. Uh, but then, yeah, I just got annihilated right after. So that was like way back when I had no powers and I was just like exploring the first, one of the first times I was exploring. And uh, I really thought like a thing that could be interesting for me and not everyone would like this, but something I thought would be kind of cool is if like the even though you have unlimited time if you're being stealthy because that's going to take longer maybe being a little bit more action focused every kill you get progresses that part of the day and eventually it will just force oh, that yeah. that that day to go forward and so like maybe it, like makes the loop unstable a bit and then like so the more murders you commit really quickly you're eventually going to like collapse it and then it's like maybe you push forward to the next time of day and then you just have to choose whether you're going back so then it mm -hmm. kind of encourage you to be yeah i gotta kill a couple guys right here real quick but i still can like hold off for a second maybe it's all within a certain amount of time not a not an actual kill counter i was thinking in my head when i was playing i was like that that could be really fun having like a a reason to not just go in guns blazing but you could still kill people you know um yeah i mean personally i think the reason it gives you to not go in guns blazing is just that it's pretty it's like i would say it's easier to do stealth in this game like if you're going against guns blazing intentionally you are kind of giving yourself an extra challenge there in that regard where almost yeah. every time like I, I didn't find the stealth actually to be terribly difficult in this game especially when you have the you know the combo of the invisibility and blink you can kind of just get wherever you want without people seeing you it's not too much of an issue and you can take him out pretty quietly too uh, mm -hmm. fairly easily um but i don't know i i guess with immersive the immersive sim genre i think often falls too much into just being stealth games and so I, I really like that this game, I wouldn't even say it's action focused either. I think more than most immersive sims, I would say this one genuinely is every strategy is viable. Like if you're good at going yep. in action, we're not going to say no. And in a lot of games, like in a lot of games I really like and we're going in action, you know, like Guns Blazing is fun. It's still kind of like either pushes back a little bit too hard or gives you an actual penalty for it um like that's part of why i like metal gear solid 5 so much is because like the ranking system in that game and everything despite it being a metal gear solid game it is actually technically a stealth game um going in guns blazing like and killing people has no effect on your score in that game like the only mm -hmm. thing that really has an effect is time and so going in guns blazing is usually slower than just stealthing past people um but if you're good, it's totally fine, and the action is fun in that game. And I think that I think that's kind of how I feel here as well. Where I, I like that it does genuinely give you total freedom on how to do things. Yeah, I um I actually really liked that they pushed more into the like combat side of things than Dishonored. I like that you can go either way, and if you have havoc, of course, you can go guns blazing a lot oh, more yeah, yeah. And, and having a lot more fun with it and the some of the modifiers on there like getting your map your whatever i don't know if it's magic or whatever the hell the blue meter is going up every time you're doing damage mm -hmm. like that feels so good mix that with like a pair of smgs that give you health with damage and you're just like going on forever um but <laughs> but i like more less than like I don't. I like being stealthy, but also just being aggressive. So you're like teleport behind them, shoot them in the head. Just teleport behind that guy, stab his neck. Which, by the way, those animations yeah. are fantastic. <laughs> Grab the person by the chin, yeah. pull it back, snap, <laughs> and it just like the person's heads turned around looking at you. Fantastic, love it. 
<laughs> and that That's kick. Great, yeah. Can we talk about the kick? Have you used it much? It's fucking amazing. I love a good <laughs> kick in video games. It's like the kick is like half the reason why I love Cruelty Squad so much. And this like Cruelty Squad is like a comically massive kick. And the fact that this is a fairly grounded game and has close to as good of a kick as in that game is fucking awesome. Like it mm-hmm. is it is stiff. I love it. Donkey's video is fantastic <laughs> showing off oh, that yeah. kick. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but even just like when you're not fucking around with it, like just in combat, being able to kick someone like a, a good yeah. ways away from you, it's just it's such a cool tool. And one of those like great immersive sim things too, where you know you could use it just in combat, but there's so many things you can do with it. Like you can kick a wall, and enemies always hear it, so it's kind of like knock move in Metal Gear Solid games where you can right. you know just like kick, and they'll come over to you, and then you can break their neck or whatever to like lure people. Yeah, you can kick objects, you can kick people into other people, you can kick someone to block shots from another gun. Like there's just so much potential for having the ability to move something with high force and they Mm -hmm. they lean into that i love it yep yeah um so again i just want to like for the people who don't know much about this game somehow uh the whole point of this game is to kill eight visionaries they all have something to do with the time loop on this island black reef um and and you're just trying to kill all of them in one day and once you kill them all in one day it's supposed to it's supposed to break the loop and uh so that's kind of what you're trying to do and so like the game uh you it's impossible to do this on your first try and, and your first couple tries and so the game is still linear in terms of you have a very clear path of go here do this thing then go here do this thing but the things you're doing in those areas it lets mm-hmm. the game does let you kind of approach it and tackle that objective however you want do you want to kill people do you not but also do you want to go this left or do you want to go right do you want to explore a bit like because i don't know about using but for me the first my first one or two like just parts of the day took so long because i just wanted to explore everything you have no powers you're a little bit nervous you're peeking around every corner you're like are there guys here can you open this door are there people upstairs i have like one machine gun that's like the most basic first gun you got or whatever i'm just like a little bit like timid going through and then um so you're taking a long time just to go through if you want and you can just explore Mm. or you can just go get your objective run back go to the exit and then go the next part of the day and see what you have to do now. Um, and I just think that that uh, game design w- is interesting. I think it, I thought it was uh, fun because you can easily look back at a menu and know what you need to do if you ever yeah. spent hours just exploring and just checking out other things, trying new moves or trying out powers or just trying to kill Juliana and getting her slabs or her upgrades. And you're like, I'm just going to do these things. And you're like, wait, what was I supposed to do again? What time of day am I supposed to be at? You can just go back (laughs) to your menu. And I feel like the game is very, very helpful in that way. So I thought that was nice. What do you think? I think I've definitely heard some people refer to the way, like the mission structure and objectives of the game as handholdy. I don't think that's the case at all i i think i i agree with I, you. I really like how it gives you it just gives you like an orange diamond on the screen that is the mm-hmm. exact location you need to be but it gives you no help in terms of navigating to get there or how mm-hmm. to you know do things to get there or any of that um and oftentimes that's kind of a broad location too like it'll just give you a building and there's a lot of shit inside that building and so mm-hmm. a lot of the like investigating and that sort of thing is you doing that it just I don't know. I, I don't think it's handholdy to take away 
the frustrating bits of this type of game where uh you know one of my favorite games outer wilds the biggest piece of criticism i have for it is that while it often has really strong signposting it sucks when you don't know what you're supposed to do and, and that sucks in any game um but especially you know these types of more investigative games um where you know you're supposed to do something you kind of know what it is but you don't know where at all you're supposed to go you mm-hmm. don't know what you're supposed to do like that just sucks and so i like it gives you just the little bits of information you need but definitely not too much just just the the little bits of crumbles um and yeah i think that the the whole log system you kind of touched on this in terms of in the menu where you have your leads and your info and stuff like that i think it's organized really well where um and that's sort of like little timeline-esque things of everything you've learned about a certain person or a certain lead or how to kill them or how to acquire this um i like how it's all just laid out in front of you like you don't need to you know get a pen and paper and take notes that way or just have superstar memory it, it yeah it just it takes away the frustration at this genre i think that's really cool yeah so for uh for me like i i don't think that a main objective like completing a game shouldn't be something you need to figure out how to do <laughs> in my opinion it shouldn't yeah. be like uh well i'm starting this game up and now what do i do in order to continue playing this like get to move further and then complete the game like that should that should be pretty clear and explained to the player and then when you have extra stuff to do and more content more little side things like make that something people can discover that that's fun that's fun to discover those things mm-hmm. and to like the char uh what's his name i think it's charlie uh he has all these little games and he loves games oh, and yeah. he has games in like ev- all four of the districts like there's something you can do and they're like really tough challenges and uh because there's a trophy for like doing them all i got like i had to look up how to like not where not how to do them but like how to get to each one and what like what they even were what you're supposed to do and um there's like some really cool creative uh games and i was like that's cool i like <laughs> i was too stupid to figure out there's a mannequin one uh in carl's bay and the sign kind of shows you exactly what you need to do but i was too stupid to realize (laughs) so i did look that one up but i was like i don't understand what i'm supposed to do here and it's so obvious and i'm just an idiot um but having those those things like that's this little side quest little side objective thing that you could just discover and figure out and do all on your own the game does not tell you does not walk you through it and uh and i thought like that's the stuff that i would be upset if they kind of held my hand like oh this mannequin wants this thing so here's where you can get it you instead you have to actually put two and two together and go okay so like there's this guy there's this uh this vendor that you can like kind of get an uh, item like ordered to a location it'll happen in a later part of the day so if i want this item Mm -hmm. i need to plan ahead and do these things and you you put all together and it's really really rewarding yeah i think the side content in this game is really strong like uh Mm -hmm. i had a really cool moment I guess kind of spoilers for side content if you care too much about that. Um, but uh, where I went, like, there's just kind of a cool looking cave. I'm like, oh, I wonder what could be in here because there's a lot of cool shit hidden in caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just like a guy in there behind glass who's like, I fucking hate you, Colt. Like, you did some horrible shit to me. And then he starts like, gap, like, he locks all the doors and just starts gassing you out in the room. You're like, oh, God, I like trying to figure out how to get out, like, looking at what? panels and shit. I don't think I, I don't saw know if that. you experienced that. Yeah, it is crazy. And I died. I never actually figured that puzzle out because I died and then, you know, got rewinded out mm-hmm. of it. Um, but it's like, what the fuck just happened? And it, like, 
it definitely seems like that's a solvable thing you can do. I haven't figured out. I think you have to do stuff in like, you know, earlier in the loop, whatever, like traditional or not traditional, but like very death loop puzzle solving. Um, Maybe you go in invisible. Yeah, Maybe that's just, the way. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. But uh, it was cool. Like just these cool, crazy out of pocket moments. Mm -hmm. There's another one. There's like a secret like spy base and shit like that that you can find. It's, it's yeah, so cool. Yeah. And then the fact that you hadn't seen that one also kind of like there's just so much of it and they're all kind of so well hidden. But not mm -hmm. like not impossible to find. But if you're looking around, you'll see them. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool. But yeah, also with like times a day, it can be so easy to miss something, right? <laughs> That's totally, the other yeah. cool thing. Um, yeah, the uh, I guess the other part I didn't touch on yet about this game is like, so you do start the game with nothing other than a pistol. And then, because um, like kind of the tutorial beginning part, they give you a gun, but you really wake up on the beach. Like Colt wakes up on the beach with nothing. And you slowly progress to where you get you can absorb residium which is like your currency you can absorb it from any weird looking flickering colorful object in the world that's kind of from a different loop or something like that it's got some time and space weirdness going on um and you can absorb it you get some currency and then when you exit a level um you can also get it from killing juliana and absorbing her essence uh, and uh, if you die, you lose it, and it's in your essence kind of floating as like a hologram-looking, flickering version of like your past self, and you go and absorb that, you can get it back, kind of like, almost like Souls, <laughs> where, like in Dark Souls, where like you die, you can go bit, back, yeah. pick up your stuff, and then, uh, yeah, when you exit the level, or if you're starting a new day, you can spend that currency on weapons that you currently are holding or your slabs, which are your abilities that you're currently holding, or trinkets, which are like passive buffs to your character, or attachments for your, or like bonuses for your weapons, um, or even bonuses for like upgrades for your slabs, your abilities. So um, you can really spend on all kinds of ways to upgrade coal, and then basically those once you purchase those. Um, items or those upgrades with residium you keep it for all future loops unless you break it down into residium again so that's a uh, kind of the way to keep progress or like keep items kind of that you like system, yeah. yeah yeah and i i don't know about using but for me like i found i had almost like, i had all the stuff i wanted and i also had all the powers and all the upgrades for them really quick really early because when you kill juliana there's mm. a chance she drops like two slabs or two slab upgrades at a time and that for me happened a lot and that was like for me that was just like wow i got two upgrades this is fantastic and i think it's i think it's guaranteed i can't remember but i feel like it was guaranteed that you got new ones every time you got them until you obtained mm -hmm. them all then you just start getting repeats what about yeah. you yeah i i am quickly approaching that point i haven't gotten right. there yet um, but at this point, I kind of have a loadout that I like. I mean, I need to get more upgrades for the slabs that I use. But like my weapons, I don't really feel I don't feel hindered by my lack of anything at this point. Um, mm -hmm. But that said, I still I really, really like this progression system because I like that. Yeah, it's kind of a try it before you buy it sort of thing where <laughs> you're using something in your loop. And if you're like, damn, I really like using this. You can do it. And other times I'll pick something up and be like, yeah, I'll try it. And by the end of the loop, I'm like, eh, it's just not worth the residium. And I'll kind of, you know, let it float by or whatever. Certain right. weapons, certain abilities. Even, like, um, there was one looper I had a chance to get, like, a slab, like, a whole ability. And I'm like, I only use this, like, once. I'd rather, you know, spend it on this cool weapon that I got instead. Um, 
and I, and I really like that. Like, it's not the traditional sort of, you know, upgrade tree where you're just kind of getting shit for the sake of getting shit. Every mm-hmm. time you get something, it's meaningful. Like, every ability and everything you unlock, it's not part of a tree. Mm-hmm. It's not something like, oh, that might be useful, and then you never use it. It's all it's all stuff you care about. I think that's Yeah, awesome. the, the upgrades for the slabs are really fun and actually make you, like, think about which two yeah. you want to, to use. Because I think each of them, each slab uh, has, I think, four upgrades it's like three or four uh and and it's like yeah which two do you want to put together so like for me and you might be different but for me i uh with the with the i want to call it blink because that's what's called in dishonored but <laughs> the teleport um it that one like i liked putting on the upgrade so that it, it reaches further and it can reach a little bit higher up if you're looking above yourself and also the one where you can use it once in the air that'll pause your fall and then let you go again. So even if you're on the ground, you can launch yourself over to a spot in the air, then quickly reuse it, and then you're floating in the air for a moment, and then kind of reach a further point. Um, yeah, I've I've found those two are really really nice to use there. Uh, what was your go-to slabs? Like, what ones are you using yeah, all the time? I, I well, I have not unequipped the invisibility one since. I oh, got it. interesting. Very powerful. Um, because, I don't know, I find even in combat, like, people come in after me and I can just go invisible, turn a corner, mm-hmm. get behind them, and then shoot them and stuff like that. Like, just for sort of tactical, like, repositioning. And then, yeah. obviously, in stealth, it's very, very nice. And then I've kind of been switching between, yeah, the blink ability and the, um, I forget what it's called. The one where you, like, tie three people together. And ne- Nexus. Out, they all go down. Nexus, yeah. Um I've been using that one a fair bit too. I just kind of been alternating between Nexus and Blink depending on what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a more, whether I'm trying to explore more or just, you know, kind of get through a group of enemies. But both of those, I think, yeah. are very fun, very powerful. Yeah, I'm uh, really enjoying, I, I pretty much exclusively, one of the first weapons I got and I infused was a, a purple rarity, like whatever, uh, SMG that had a modifier on it to be silenced. And I'm in the footage I'm yeah, playing. Same. I'm using it all the time. And like that's my that's just my favorite gun. Just like man, it's so easy to get headshots. It's so yeah. quick. And if you miss, you got a lot of bullets. Like it's just uh, it feels a little bit overpowered in my opinion, <laughs> or maybe more than a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I I also did not unequip that like since the moment I got it. Yeah, the only thing that made me um you the only other things I've used other than that is like I do like the single shot rifle when I want to use it or um, mm. a legendary weapon that I won't spoil, but you know, it is uh, of the shotgun variety, but it can be used almost like uh, a rifle as well, if you have the right mods <laughs> on it. And I found that really fun because it was kind of like a two weapons in one and it has like a switching oh. mode. And I thought that was really, really cool. So sick. Um, the way to get it is pretty challenging though, <laughs> but it was but it was definitely worth it. Huh. Um, what else, what else? Uh, we talk about here i definitely want to mention that this was arcane um leon or however you say that name um because there's arcane austin and leon and mm-hmm. basically uh this one they made death loop or dishonored 2 before i mean is what i was going to say so that's the studio that made dishonored this is the studio that made dishonored 2 before um and arcane austin is developing redfall and they previously uh created prey and I just thought that was interesting when I was looking into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of want to talk about uh, just kind of Arcane as a studio and its influence over this as well, because something mm-hmm. that I've noticed, definitely not just with this game, but 
I think often you do get these studios like Arcane that are very highly regarded for good reason, but they definitely have a type. Um, like there is a certain genre of game that they make and mm -hmm. something that I feel like happens a lot with those studios is instead of people necessarily um, like judging a game based on just how good it is, they often judge the game based on how well it adheres to that studio's formula, which I find kind of weird. Like with a lot of the criticism around Arcane that I've, that's a fucking huge daddy long leg. Um, oh, daddy. The criticism that I've seen around it. <laughs> uh is less talking about like oh this game's really good and more just like yeah this game is dishonored a time loop and that's really awesome and a lot of the criticism i've seen is like oh i don't like that this isn't as much like dishonored as i would like it to be mm -hmm. i said like like five times a sentence whatever um where yeah a lot of that criticism is just like oh this doesn't feel arcane enough this doesn't feel like dishonored enough it doesn't feel like prey enough and i think I don't know. I, I just, I really disagree with that kind of criticism. I mean, granted, I am not the Arcane guy. I've tried a couple of their games. I've never finished them. Right. Um, but, like, I, I enjoy this genre, and I kind of understand where people are coming from, where, you know, if you enjoy a certain type of game, and the studio makes that game, makes another one, you want it to be like the previous one. But, I don't know. I think... Like, Deathloop definitely is something different from what I've played of Dishonored, what i played from Prey, where... Like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, it allows for a lot more action and also things like just the way it does waypoints. Like, there's a lot less frustration. There's a lot less punishment in it. And a lot of the times when I hear people talking about it, they are talking about, like, oh, it's not, like, Dishonored, and I don't like that. Or, like, it doesn't feel... It feel right. Like, I heard someone use the term, like, arcane light to describe it because it's, like, an arcane game, but it holds your hand more. And I don't know. I, I think that's just weird not a <laughs> yeah it, it's not a great way of talking about it i think i think it is better to judge it as a game on its own merits um like i said that happens to a lot of studios too i just it I've, I've been thinking about a lot more with this because of a lot of the discussion i've been seeing around it yeah that's interesting i haven't heard that but i i could totally see that being said um i don't i don't agree with those comments either because like this is in my opinion very arcane and regardless of that it is a fantastic mm -hmm. game, and I like um, so oh, for me, yeah. uh, just to touch on like for me, I was saying that this is my game of the year so far, right? And mm -hmm. for me, a game of the year needs to push the industry forward in like in my eyes as something that's like kind of pushing people to think outside the box, do something a little different, not just like a polished game, more polished than anything else or whatever. I like I just actually like yeah. to see something new and something different. And uh, for me, this game, uh, you've seen like this whole my whole up and down with this game of tr like leading up to launch of like, am I interested in this? I don't know if I'm interested in it. I think I am. I'm yeah, I like Arcane yeah. and I uh, but I don't know what this game is. I don't understand it. And and then playing it and me going like it's got its hooks in me right away i can't put it down i'm yeah. having so much fun with it but not only that the way that they're telling the story the way that they're doing the like the levels and or the, the way they're letting you go to where you want to go very choose your own adventure but also um still having a linear path and i thought that was like it's it, just that part alone is very very unique and you don't have that very often it's either you are going here and there's not much option. Um, and I think that the arcane part of this that I think still holds true to arcane is just that openness of, okay, here's your little orange objective. Get here however you want to. Depending on what you've done in the past, you might have different tools and abilities to get there so that your playthrough could be totally different than mine. And I think that stuff is super, super fun, really powerful. And I think that uh, like Prey 
Dishonored, this game are all very similar, but also very different from each other. And um, I think that that's a, I think that's a good thing. And I think that Redfall oh, yeah. will be very interesting to see when they finally show that game, and that it's a four-player co-op using abilities and weapons, kind of like this. Um, and you're fighting vampires or, or whatever. So like, what is that game going to be like? Right. I'm very curious to see what that's like. Um, but yeah, I, I know I just talked a, a bunch right now, but I kind of just want to dive into another part that I, one of my negatives for this game. Um, and it's not a big one. Like I, I feel like the aiming and the shooting in this game was passable. I don't think it was bad, but I definitely felt like now that they're diving more into the action uh, and they're starting to use guns more and I potentially with Redfall in the future I don't know how much that'll be focusing on weapons, but I imagine quite a bit more than even this um, I hope that they Just can continue to improve more on like the animations and the feel of using weapons um, Because I feel like using powers are so fun and feel really good um, But I do feel like I would like to see the the weapon side of things be more on the the tier of even even borderlands 3 i'm not gonna say i was gonna say destiny of course but like you know borderlands yeah. 3 i feel like feels really snappy really good i really like a lot of that that the feel of it i don't know how else how else to explain it but when you're running around you're hopping you're aiming in the air and you're shooting and whatever i feel like this game is very auto aim snap to the head and you know you get your one shot perfect continue on but i i think if you're going in the action direction they have some room for improvement and i would like to see that um so that's all. <laughs> I actually, personally, I kind of disagree. Granted, I am playing on my, Shocker. Keyboard, <laughs> on my PC. Okay. So I like very different experiences because FPS are a totally different controller than mouse and keyboard. But mm -hmm. for me, playing with that, I really liked how this game felt from a shooter standpoint where I, despite shooting your way out of situations, often actually being like a worse or a, a harder way to do things. I often found myself doing it just because I thought the action was so fun. Um, and like for me, like what, what you're talking about, the animations and just the, the general feel of it, especially like the reload and shooting animations, I thought were awesome in this game. Very Sorry. Yeah. The animations are great. Yeah. That I, it's mm -hmm. more the feel of it. Anyways. It's just the, yeah. That like hard to describe feel. And, and I think actually a lot of that could be um, mouse and keyboard versus controller. Cause some, some games do not, Making a game feel good on a controller is really fucking hard. Some games do it really well, like Borderlands and Destiny are such good examples. Um, other games really, really don't. Um, this could be one of those. Uh, something else I want to touch on with the PC experience. Uh, this game, last I checked, was being review bombed on PC because uh, it, uh, a lot the... of people were having... Um, like really bad stuttering issues um i think mostly having to do with the anti-cheat like anti-piracy software that's mm -hmm. in the game um i think it was really kind of doing it dirty personally i have not had any of those issues i haven't had any crashes or stuttering or anything and i think i might just be really lucky with that um right because uh it would seem most people are not having that experience <laughs> um but yeah just want to briefly say that yeah the a third game that i feel feels better with shooting than this game is uh halo uh, infinite when i played the flight and that game's not even out yet but uh but i definitely like that is like i that is my one complaint and it's not even a complaint it, like i like i said i think it's passable i think it's fine i don't think it's bad but i do think 
there's room for improvement and i think it could have it could feel better if they do make a death loop too that's what i would be looking for not just a copy and paste of this that's what i'm kind of saying yeah and especially going into redfall which looks a lot more like an action game than yeah yeah any of their previous games yeah i i do i do i do think it could be a little bit better personally i thought it was really fun but i, I think if it was something like redfall where you have you know enemies come from all sides shit like that mm-hmm. i i think i would find myself frustrated with the controls just a little bit um but yeah yeah i i also want to talk about um the ps5 controller because i got to try out the haptic feedback and stuff and um and and so basically it does what you think (laughs) it has more resistance on the triggers and the haptic feedback you know happens from a lot of different interactions with doors and kicking and whatnot but uh uh the only one that i would say is not as obvious but it is nice is just uh your footsteps left and right side of the controller you can just feel like little vibrations with every one of your footsteps as you're running it's just a little nice thing but i definitely um don't think you're missing anything by not having it <laughs> it's it's nothing crazy uh and i don't know uh the triggers i the positive i'll say on this is that the triggers do not have as much resistance as say uh resident evil 8 did when i was playing that game where it was almost mm-hmm. annoying where you would think you're gonna pull the trigger and then it would just stop and you're like oh damn i didn't shoot because i just like not used to that that resistance and having to really cram my finger down on this thing um this had like just the right amount i feel of tension so i actually didn't turn it off the whole time i played i left it on i found that nice um it sometimes helped me with little moments where you're like ah should i shoot that guy in the head i don't know if someone's gonna hear that maybe i will maybe i won't uh okay i'm gonna go do it and you go to pull the trigger and then someone walks around the corner also and you're like oh you kind of wait you you hope you didn't press it it's (laughs) it it helps with those moments that's i'll say that's the little bit of an advantage i get there Oh yeah, yeah, um, that's cool. I, I I do like the subtle little footsteps. I think that's smart. Is it like only when yeah. you're sprinting or always? No, w- walking, crouching, everything. It's it is uh it is lighter when you're crouching, right? And you're just get, kind of getting the very. It's very mild too. It's not like um a regular rumble. Like it definitely uses like the feature. Yeah. That's cool. um, yeah, yeah. I can see that being nice. Like if you're you know doing stealth or whatever, it's just kind of immersing you in you know feeling quiet or feeling loud when you're playing. <laughs> What do you think of the music in this game and the audio? Oh, the I love so the music, good, dude. I've been listening to like, it every morning combat, at work. Yeah, getting into combat, having just that kind of yeah, like just like sort of I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, just like raucous sort of jazzy. <laughs> just sing it for us. It's no. cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't no. sing any of the songs from. Yeah. No, like, it, it yeah. just it, it enhances the vibe so much. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the right away first impression for that for the music in this game was like title screen i booted up and i was like getting ready to record some footage and stuff so i'm like on the other monitor and i'm just like playing around and then i'm like i had the headphones on and i'm listening to it i'm like i'm really getting into this i haven't even started the game yet and i'm really enjoying this and it was like it's a nice little the title screen music is just like a nice little loop (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. it's fantastic i really liked it i was like yeah i'm ready to to figure out this mystery i'm ready to like shoot some people hunt people down figure out what's going on like i'm i'm ready to press play let's go and uh and from there it just like continued in it and i really enjoyed it or even like the sort of Zelda-esque, like you discovered a clue sound, like mm. you know, you open a door or something. I yeah. I love that sound effect. It feels so like almost James Bondy. It's cool. yeah, yeah. My, I was totally using that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of like a detective mixed with James Bond and like older kind of music all like mixed together. That I yeah, love it, love it. Um, 
what else? What can I say? It's just I love this game a lot. I found it so so addicting. Had to play through everything. Uh, each of the visionaries are super cool and interesting to learn about. I found that really cool yeah. about the way this game is designed and how you can go with the leads like after any one of them in any order you want. And you're just like, do you want to learn more about Wenji and how what she's done for this this whole facility or this whole island and what she's done for this like experiment and how she has all these different clone versions of her and you have to figure out which one's the right one or kill them all. And I think like oh, that stuff's so so cool. Um, I like that in each area there's like a unique way to die because that's a trophy to die every way possible. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So like that's Alexis cool. has a, a meat grinder in his party and um, in Wenji's area there's like a, a, a spot, like it's like main central chamber where you, if you have the right code, you can, it can be like have turned into a vacuum and have all like air sucked out of it basically. Um, uh and yeah there's just like uh, there's a rocket in up dam like in the in charlie's like weird space like you're an invader like watch out there's all these little cardboard cutouts of people and like aliens and stuff like that that you can get killed by the rocket there if you choose to and uh yeah there's like a different way to die from everything of course poison in carl's bay and it's just like kind of cool that there's like these unique ways to die (laughs) and ways to kill people Mm -hmm. on top of everything else um yeah yeah i one more thing i want to touch on i think just the thing that kind of gets me with the vibe and everything like that kind of ties it together i think just the idea of the world and the way they execute is really cool where Mm -hmm. basically I, i don't know if i've ever played or watched any sort of time loop media where everybody involved knows it's a time loop because it makes right. it really cool where everybody in this game is a fucking psychopath because <laughs> there's no consequences like everyone yeah. you'll just like shoot your best friend whatever you know like we'll wake up tomorrow we'll, all be we'll fine. see you tomorrow yeah, like you said with the meat grinder thing like yeah. just tossing people meat grinder i don't know it's fun it's whatever i remember there's one where there's people like just jump off the cliff dude do it like don't be a pussy yeah death, like for fun um just shit like that where everyone is just completely off the rocker because even juliana why not yeah. yeah yeah totally like everyone is totally down with killing everybody and it just gives it the most bizarre vibe i don't know if i've ever seen in something where yeah it's just it's it's maniacal i love it yeah i um the people in this game are totally whack like you listen to almost any dialogue and they are messed up have you listened at alexis's party like just listening to the people going up on stage like to the mic and just talking giving their speeches or maybe supposed to be jokes but they're morbid i don't know because that's where the two in the stage so if you love your invisibility get in there to like the main like front like when you first enter there's like the party in the area and there's going to be people going one by one up onto the stage talking into the mic and if they get voted down you're like eh. and then the tra- trap door opens they fall into the meat grinder and then <laughs> you hear them like or they'll say some joke or they'll make some comment and people will applaud them and stuff and like the stuff they say is pretty messed up talking about like child slavery or other things that they've done in their lives and it's just like oh wow you guys are really awful people here okay i don't feel so bad about what i'm about to do to all of you. yeah yeah no they really do a good job of making you not feel literally any guilt with killing anybody <laughs> on the island. because for one 
you're only like kind of killing them, you know. Um, yeah. And too, they really make you fucking hate everybody on this island. Like the visionaries, and yeah, just every individual person. They all just suck in, mm-hmm. in a way that's so entertaining. Yeah, and uh, this isn't this isn't a spoiler, um, but I will I say it like that because uh, there was a question brought up in the story that made me go like, oh yeah, what if there was a time loop, say on on the island i live on right now you know and mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you know why do you want to escape or like you don't know what's going on in the world around you what if it was you know a chunk of land where everybody does know it's a time loop but it is somehow compressed you don't know if there's the universe around you and outside of this period what is happening around how long have you been in there how many like is it millions of years is it 10 days like how long is has this been going on and i think that just that thought alone made me go like what the heck like i don't really i've really thought beyond my own like selfish like life (laughs) you know what if what is going on beyond there and i was like that is just wild to think about spar out dude (laughs) far out yeah i feel like every time loop game is just a little bit of existentialism in it yeah um um i i got a comment on the nintendo direct i think or yeah you want to keep talking last thing i'll say is i just like that they kept the classic arcane tilt that i'm calling it i'm i'm making that the the name for the health and magic meter they always have mm. in arc in like the all the arcane games that I've played, so Dishonored, Dishonored Two, and and Prey. They always got that like health and ma- and magic meter on like a tilt in the corner of your screen, and I I love that. I don't know why. I just like think that's nice. It's like oh yeah, this is their thing. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we can move on. A signature. Yeah. All right. Um, direct. Uh, so a lot of it I don't really give a shit about. Overall, I thought it was. I mean, objectively, it was a okay direct. It wasn't that great. It was really fucking memorable for me specifically because of the Mario movie cast thing, and then also announcing <laughs> a new Yoko Taro game is huge for me. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of the big things I want to jump on. We already talked about two of them. Yeah. Uh, now that I just realized, there is three. Yoko Taro game releases this year. That is fucking nuts. Um, and so, yeah, another big one um, is that N64 and Sega Genesis games are going to be coming to Nintendo Switch Online as sort of an uh, extra fee expansion pack thing. They, they haven't announced when it's coming out or how much more expensive it's going to be. Um, Nick, what do you think about that? I think it's. Uh, I think Nintendo Online is really cheap. So I don't think the price will be a big deal. I am curious to see how much more it will be, though, just because I feel yeah. like that just puts a bad taste in my mouth. I don't have Nintendo Online. I don't. I've hardly ever touched my Switch. And uh, if, like, being totally honest, I don't care at all about having the N sixty four or Genesis games. I am not that Nintendo fan that is like a lot of people out there going, "Holy shit! Finally, I'm so glad I got my." favorite in 64 games on there for me i'm like i've played a bunch of those already a ton because they're my favorites and i have other ways to play them because i wasn't waiting for this to be able to play my favorite in 64 games and and then all that together i'm like i don't have a lot of time to play i don't have enough time to play the new games coming out why do i want to go back and play the old ones unless i am playing it with taylor unless i'm playing it with someone it's like a kind of a bit of a new experience Mm. like experiencing it with someone hey check out this game this is one of my favorites like what do you think of this you know i i I like doing that 
Um, maybe when I have a kid in the future and they're growing up, I'm totally going to want to jump back into every single Zelda game. But right now, the only ones I want to go back to is like Wind Waker. And on occasion, I kind of want to play Twilight Princess. But even Breath of the Wild, I don't even want to go back and play these days just because I did spend, mm. you know, a few hundred hours in those games or in that game. And uh, I don't really have the desire to explore anymore in that one because I feel like I did explore enough. Um Whereas if I'm playing a Zelda game, I want to just re-experience the story and I want to redo the dungeons. So that's why I'd go to the other ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's really, So that's my, my feeling on it. I don't really care about any of that stuff coming back. I wasn't a Sega kid, so I don't really have anything Sega related. Like, I don't care about Sonic at all. So yeah, it wasn't for me. Uh, I'm just curious to see how much more this is going to be. What about you? Yeah, I similarly... Uh, yeah, I, I can use an emulator phone playing 64 games. Genesis, mm-hmm. I don't have to reveal attachment to. I think it's fucking crazy that Genesis is on here. I think that is like, yeah. if you told that to someone in the 90s, I think their brain would explode. <laughs> um, That's true. Like the fact that there is a official Nintendo Sega Genesis controller coming out is bizarre. It, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I don't have a real attachment to it. I can't say I've used the... I pretty much only ever subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online for Tetris 99, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be totally honest. It's so cheap enough to do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't I, I feel similar to you. I probably want to engage with it. But I am interested to see how much more it costs, because if it's any more than, like... $3. 10 If it's any more than, like, 10 extra dollars a year, it's like... What? Is that really worth it? Like, I don't know. Oh yeah, sorry. So I was thinking. I was like thinking a month. Games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because um, right now it's twenty bucks a year as is, and I think that is a good price because what they're including is a bad online service and <laughs> some NES You're and SNES games, which are very nostalgic for a lot of people, but are also very, very old. And to be honest, I think it's. Very, very old, and you can very easily play them for free via emulation. Legally, I'm not telling you to emulate things um, because that's illegal and ethically gray. But you know, like it's it's not high value for a lot of people. So I think Mm -hmm. twenty bucks is great. I don't think this adds that much more value. I think if you know you're paying any more than like thirty bucks a year for this whole package, I think it's getting a, a little bit too much, personally. I'm very curious um, as well. Like as you're talking, I was just thinking, like, how many people? Like, because Nintendo, like, they have the they're they're targeted towards the younger people. But when I say that, I think I'm thinking younger than me. But they also have like mm-hmm. the people that grew up playing Nintendo as well. So that's where you get a mm-hmm. bit of like the older the older folks, right? Um, but I'm curious, like, when it goes to the older games you know og mario or even like super nintendo like super mario world um i'm curious like about like for like the teenagers these days or like the people with like less patience less attention span and than they mm-hmm. had back when i was a kid because you just knew there was like something something great is coming like if i beat this game or if i go through these annoying levels i can do this thing later whereas nowadays kids are just like well i'm just gonna skip this why would i even do this now i have something else i can do and uh i i i'm curious to see like i I'd want i'd want to know like how many of these kids and how many of these people are actually going back and playing these older games unless it's for a nostalgic purpose yeah yeah i mean i i went back i played a bit of super metroid because i'd never played that i think i started 
my my experience with SNES and it, my experience of games up until probably like the GameCube, I did play as a kid, so I have some you know knowledge of that. Of you know, mm-hmm. in my lifespan, shit, I'm only 19, but I have no attachment to any games below that. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, going back to a lot of these games, I'm I'm sure they were great for the time. There is a lot of very strong game design in them. Just nostalgic for a lot of people. They're old. They're really fucking old. And like old games definitely can be great. Like I'm, you know, a huge Half Life fan. All that shit. That game's from fucking 1998, I think, and 2004 Half Life Two. Yeah, that's 20 years old. Um, but man, a lot of these games just don't age well. Like, yeah. I well, hate to also, say it, Super Metroid is not that fun. No, it's not. I <laughs> I, I, I agree. It's not that fun. Yeah, if you're, if you're nostalgic for it, I can totally understand why you'd want to go back. But yeah, it is, it is rough, so, and especially when you're getting into N64, like most that's if not a bad all games on that system were <laughs> rough. Yeah, like Ocarina of Time definitely stands out as a good one, but even then, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell it's still like one of the first games haven't. It's like the first game having targeting, and like you can tell there's still some rough yeah. edges in there. Um, and for me, I'm like, why would I? I just actually tell my friend today at work. I was like, you know, if I wanted to play Ocarina of Time, I just played the 3DS version. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why I'd yeah. play the OG version on on there. Like, give me the 3DS yeah. version on the Switch or something. Um, uh, but also, I was thinking, like, really, the spoop, the Super Nintendo, like, there's a handful of good games. Like, Super Nintendo is a fantastic console. They had some fantastic games mm-hmm. on there. But let's say, you know, I'm just going to throw two out, like Super Mario World and um, Zelda Link to the Past. Both fantastic games. And I'm sure, I, like, have you have you played both of them? Uh, I've, I've dabbled in them. I haven't beat either one. But Right. Um, but let's say you're someone who really likes them both, like, cool you get the service you play them both they're both beatable like within like you know 10 hours each or something like that depending on what you're doing maybe mario would take a bit longer right but but zelda like i know for me i've sat down and i've gotten everything all items all hearts and every pieces and whatever in that game in seven hours and i've beaten it and it was just like a day thing i was like i just want to play through the game just go through beat it in seven hours and i was like nice that that was a good solid time but that won't make you renew your subscription so and the, no. the cadence at which they're adding games, it doesn't happen often enough. And so for me, I go, yeah. this is what they're doing as like the old, oh, this is some incentive or even having controllers come out and don't worry, more games will be added later. I'm expecting maybe what, two games in, in what, six months to a year? <laughs> like how, how much that. do you think yeah, they're going to pro- do? I would say probably a year. <laughs> Knowing Nintendo, I... like they're just going to drip feed it. And I just don't know if that's a if they're doing it as a strategy to keep people like the, is that the carrot on the stick because if so i feel like it's only targeting pe- older people with nostalgia but that's not really going to work for a lot of the younger audience um i just i don't know i'm just I, i'm really curious i just thrown out a, a bunch of words but that's just kind of the stuff i think about is like is this going to work is this is there a point in doing this why not just sell these things separately on the switch because i feel like that would do just right like that would work out fine um, even if they are bundles, also, add Earthbound to the SNES library. Jesus, like it's on the SNES Classic. <laughs> Why is it not there? Every, so many people want to play Earthbound. Yeah, I'd love to <sighs> try it. Nintendo's Nintendo. Um, on a more positive note uh, than that, I would say uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land got announced, which is Kirby. I believe Kirby's first full 3D game, right? Uh, I think there was one on the N64. Was there? 
Interesting. I don't um, know for sure. A, a friend, of, the friend I was talking to this morning at work about this, he said that there was another one. So I didn't actually look that up. I'm just going off of what he said. Thanks, Dylan. If okay. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Kirby 64 right now. It looks like it's like not a 3D platform, but is 3D. Okay. If it makes sense, like it's it's 3D, but it's a, it looks 2D. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it looks really really cool i'm not a kirby guy uh well i i don't usually play kirby games i really like kirby as a concept where i really like kirby's design i think kirby lore is fucking batshit insane and i love it for that. <laughs> um and I kirby's think a god really, really cool I, I think it looks yeah it's kirby lore is fucking nuts. um but uh i think the game looks beautiful it looks like gorgeous um and it kind of gives me like Mario Odyssey vibes almost in terms of like how sort of open it is and mm -hmm. also just kind of the similar styles a lot of those games that came out you know in the early Switch days of it's this series but totally radically different and I, th I think that's really cool for Kirby because Kirby's been kind of the same for a long 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 time at this point for me I had a very different take on that i i saw it and yeah i thought oh this looks like uh instead of you being mario and absorbing people's abilities or becoming the creatures now you're kirby and you are absorbing them and like that's just kirby's thing but it's like yeah it looks like a kirby odyssey <laughs> and for me i didn't like mario odyssey so right away i was like ah oh, this isn't exciting and they even had the city in there it's like oh what is this new donk city in in the Starland now <laughs> like i don't understand why do they yeah. have to i i don't like cityscapes in games like, i just don't like cities in video games mm -hmm. i find it very i think it's because i like video games for escaping to some fictional world and stuff and i think i don't even death loop i felt didn't feel like city like i found like you know the theme parks and the and the party and stuff like that i found that really fun yeah. but but i don't but it's true like i still like it's one of my least it's probably my second least uh exciting environment that i don't like so when i saw i was like i was like oh, can't i just have dreamland can i just have like the the the, the fake true like that's fun fair. trees and clouds and that's just me that's just my own style and so for me this was very like oh, okay also the gameplay just looked very much what you'd expect out of kirby you jump you jump again you jump again you jump again you suck up somebody you get their power and then you use that attack and so for me i was like how how long can that be fun i don't know yeah i sound this really negative i'm sorry guys <laughs> for. no i that's very valid i will probably i yeah this game will probably be 60 dollars, and i will not buy it at that price um yeah, but, for the record, game Switch games in my land <laughs> are ninety bucks when you're done, all said yeah, and done. Even worse. Um, yeah, I don't think this looks like it's worth sixty dollars, but I think it's cool, and I and I like I I like Kirby in the same way I like Sonic, where I don't really like playing your games, but you know I I respect you and I, <laughs> I wish you the best, and I'm I'm glad Kirby, you know I'm I'm glad he's getting a a big. We agree there. Very big budget, yeah. I'm yeah. happy for the little fella. Also, what about, his uh, voice actor? His voice actor in this game sounds just especially cute. The little the little noises he makes in the beginning of the trailer. I don't remember that. Such a, <laughs> such a cute little cute little guy. <laughs> he's a cute little Anyways, guy. What are you about to say? <laughs> I was gonna say, what did you think of uh, Mario Party? Does that like ruffle your feathers in any good way? <laughs> I mean, I like Mario Party. I, again, I'm not going to pay $60 for that, and I know yep. it's not going to be any cheaper than that. Um, but 
if one of my friends has it, I'd be very happy to play it at their house. Mm -hmm. That's a game that, uh, you know, it's a bunch of the maps from older Mario parties and a bunch of mini games from the older Mario parties I played growing up. So it's got that nostalgia factor just prettied up, right? And I that, I was like, that's so cool. That's really fun. But I, yeah, I'm not paying 90 bucks for it. I talked to Taylor. That was going to be my like, you know, I'm on the edge. Do I go jump or not? Like, Taylor, what do you think? Do you want to play some Mario Party? She's like, what's Mario Party again? I kind of told her, I don't know. I'd rather just play the cards that, you know, we have and like other board games that we have. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. And if you're on, you're not feeling excited for it and I'm not super excited for it. We're not spending $90 on it. That's just how it is. Yeah, no. But you're, I'm not I mean, like you. Yeah, I'd love to play it with someone else. I think Mario, like, if it was, like, 30, maybe 40 bucks, I think I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll jump in. Like, I think it's a game that'll be fun to have, you know, when friends come over. And, because I think Mario Party's an awesome party game. I think it's, mm -hmm. you know, one of those great games where you really can't take it too seriously or too competitively, but it's fun to just kind of, like, you know, mess around and get mad at your friends and stuff. But yeah, that kind of game, that sort of, like, Jackbox tier of, like, I will not be playing this when friends aren't over and friends aren't over much these days. Um, yeah, exactly. And so it, there, there's like not a ton to get out of it. I'll probably have a lot of fun when friends are over, but you know, it's, I, I, yeah, I'd put it in similar to with Jackbox. Jackbox is 25 to 30 bucks. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say I get more long-term fun out of those games than I do Mario Party personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it looks cute. I agree. Um, Zig, I don't think we're going to have time today for our top 50 games. I think we'll make that an actual episode later on. Um, we're going to have some discussions, I think, um, leading into December, because obviously we're not going to record the last Friday of December. So <laughs> um, we'll figure something out there and have an update for people maybe next month. But um, Let's just get through, like... Because we have so many left. We have 19 left and not we have like three months left in the year. Let's get through like one. Just for one. Okay, well, I'll give you one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm just going to start with mine because uh, I was literally just talking about this game. And that is uh, Jackbox Party Pack. Um, I'm not going to say which one because they are all i mean they're the same fucking thing uh and i i i don't know like i'm even struggling to think of like oh that specific one's really good i i mean there's specific games i really like but i think jackbox is i mean easily the best party game ever made mm -hmm. for me i've had more fun with that than any other party game that i've owned um and it's just i don't know it, it's, it's just the perfect party game because it's the kind of thing where um anybody like even people who don't play video games can have a lot of fun with that game where you just pick it up on your phone, you enter your room, like again, all just through your phone, you do everything through there and it uses, you know, the, the game on your switch or whatever to do it. But most of the fun you're having isn't in the game. It's just with the people around you. Um, but it does such a good job of facilitating fun between you and your friends. And I think the big part is it, is open enough to kind of let the tone of the humor be whatever it just naturally is in the group you're in where like, I think a lot of games uh, like party games, card games stuff kind of lean too far into a certain kind of humor. Like cards against humanity is a good example. That game is fun. The first time you play it like the card game. And then every time after hearing like a poop or a sex joke for the millionth times, like, Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But it's 
like it, it just really loses its charm but <laughs> when it's so like the sense of humor is just so directed by the people playing it i think it's awesome where you know every different friend group i've played it in it's a totally different experience sometimes it's you know completely nonsensical and other times it is like the you'll be playing the like the rap battle mini game and people are actually coming up with like good rhymes <laughs> and stuff like that and that's always entertaining um it's it's just it's it's an awesome party game yeah, that's what i hear from a lot of people i've uh, just never had the group to do it with you know mm, fair uh because anytime i brought it up or tried playing because like i do have i have a couple of them i don't know which ones um and i've mm. like brought it up to play everyone always just ends up like let's just play the board game that we have right here let's just do that so then we end up playing something right. else but yeah. but i've always been interested and wanted to play that with some people mm. um my number 19 game uh is bioshock 2 and Ooh. uh and I don't want to. It's actually perfect for right now because I don't want to take up a ton of time anyway. But I, I don't want to speak too much to this because a lot of what I would say about this game I would put with Bioshock, which is higher up on my list. It is not the next one, <laughs> but you know it is higher up on my list. And uh, I, I really like Bioshock as a franchise. Um, but yeah, Bioshock Two, um, this game just kind of took what was uh, great in the first game but lost the great story <laughs> and instead had mm. a different story which was fine um but i but it made the combat better and i really enjoyed being able to go back through rapture i think it's like 10 years later and seeing the city more falling apart you know there's more leaks <laughs> you got more water yeah it, it's bioshock but more wet and you know <laughs> you just gotta go through there and save children <laughs> so you know it's a it's it's a game that made me feel like i was protecting all the little sisters more so than the first game i thought that they did that really well when you're like you're you're hunting for eleanor um the little sister that's bonded to your character and because you are a part you will die so you need to find her to stay alive but there's also that bond of just like you've taken care of her for so long now she's like a teenager and she's older and you know you're trying to you're basically like a father figure right and and it is that cool like i, I like that they kind of dive into that father figure kind of emotional tie to these um people and um and then saying at the same time how much the city has fallen apart and then also taking the themes that were in bioshock one being all about yourself and focusing on just yourself and what you can do for yourself and the great chain and whatever and then bioshock 2 going no it's altruism you know it's about everybody everyone working together for you know one goal and you know it's like the total opposite but also mm -hmm. how it can be messed up <laughs> in that way and i thought that was really really cool um and there's some fun fun audio logs like one that stands out to me that i'll just mention right now is this one from this little boy billy and listening to him and his little like hello my name is billy <laughs> and like him talking like this and he's writing he's writing a letter uh to this little sister girl like i've seen your dad and he's really big and scary but i think you're pretty and i love your glowing eyes or something like that and then he's like leaving he's like i will leave a rose for you and and like anyways you find this rose and it's like by a dead big daddy so you know like the girl's big daddy like got oh, killed or whatever and i'm like oh but it's like this sad but like fun little story and it's just like it's cute and then he's like telling her like the code to the door so that's how you find out and i just like like that's one audio lot that i really like so i still feel like they kept that going in the second game that's like cool. the first one and uh um also the uh the weird 
website that they had leading up to this game coming out was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced when I was growing up in video games. Um, huh. Did you ever hear about the, uh, like, what do they call that? When it's like kind of like... An ARG type thing? Yeah, yeah. Where like they had this website called there's something in the sea.com and it's not around anymore, but you can watch oh, a website yeah, I have heard or that. you can watch videos on it where someone will go through and like they have it archived on YouTube and stuff, but it's really nice. But you basically, you're following this this guy mark Meltzer, and he has his daughter stolen and then you're every day you would go to this website and there'd be a new document or a new page up on his on his board and you're in his office seeing like all these notes and things he's putting up like oh there was a piece of a newspaper written you know ripped off and you click on it and it goes up on your screen and you're like oh yeah there's people are seeing glowing lights coming out of the water and then stealing children and it turns out it's one of the big sisters right and then you're like he's like yeah. putting the pieces together he has like puzzle boxes and stuff from rapture he has like a record and if you play the record on the record player it's just doing that rapture anthem but then it scratches out and then you hear a little sister and her creepy demonic voice being like, daddy, are you going to come and find me or something like that? So he's like, oh shit, it's my sister, my, my daughter or whatever. And uh, he eventually gets to Rapture and you find an audio logs from him in Bioshock 2 and you get to find out his fate and what happens to him. And it's quite sad. So I won't spoil it for people that, that haven't seen that, but it's actually really fantastic. And I think it was so cool being one of the few people who got to experience that while it was happening. And, uh, yeah, you just never get to experience something like that <laughs> again now that the website's yeah. gone, right? Yeah, being being a part of an ARG like that, is, is it's so it's such a different experience. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So out of the three Bioshocks, my question for you, which one do you think is the most fun? Like, disregarding the story and all that, just yeah, like, yeah. which one do you enjoy playing the most? I, I enjoy playing the first one the most, but I, but it's because I like, regardless of like mechanics, cause I still think that shooting and using powers in the second one plays better. Um, I have mm -hmm. more fun playing the first one. Cause I don't find like going from this hand swapping and then you're using this hand. I don't find it that much of a pain. Um, I like playing the first one more than any of them because of the level designs in the world the, mm -hmm. and the way the the levels feel lived in and the and the, just the I, I do find the world and the environments I love going through the dental area and medical pavilion I love seeing like oh this is where people got their teeth worked on and uh, doing the, you know checking all those things out Arcadia and like experiencing like the rolling hills in Arcadia and like this is so yeah. nice this is the grassy fields and the trees and this is where people get their oxygen from and you got the bench there and yeah I, something about that first game I just really Really like it the second game a lot of areas just feel and look kind of the same for me um and i found that kind of to be kind of boring and i'm just not a fan of the city in the sky columbia i found it kind of um, uninteresting to look at i do like that little bit of sense of like i'm not supposed to be here feeling and i got that more with rapture than than uh, columbia too awesome cool yeah all right well probably just yeah. about ended there right yeah, so uh, let's just uh, quickly just say our Game Club Game 4 October um, will be Back for Blood. So if you're interested in playing that game along with us, um, you know, play it. Try it out. And then you can sit, let us know on our next episode's comments and just tell us how wrong we are with our opinions. <laughs> um, because, yeah, we're going to be playing that as our main Game Club game next month. And uh, this month it was it was Deathloop, and that's why this episode's all about that. Uh, we'll see if next episode is primarily about Back for Blood. I'm assuming not, but, I'm, but we will definitely be yeah. talking about it for a good chunk. So, yeah, until then, uh, Zig, do you have anything you want to plug? 
before we end this? Uh, yeah, as I said a little bit earlier, uh, the next Vertical Slice episode um, on Quantum League, which is a time loop uh, competitive first-person shooter, um, is coming out around when this episode should go live, um, so you can go check that out. Um, I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, I'll just say, uh, if you're interested in watching me play through all the Souls games, other than Demon Souls, um, I will be continuing to play through uh, Dark Souls 1 I'm on right now on Twitch, and you can check that out, twitch.tv slash Nickelobe. And uh, until next time, I'll see you all on this show. <laughs> Bye.